from the Cats Audio Network. This is Cats Today with Louie Butko. Yes, it is Cats Today for a Thursday, August the 25th, 2022. Thanks for checking us out on the Cats Audio Network. Louie Butko here with you, getting you set for tomorrow's game. Cats Argos, 7.30, BMO Field. That means we'll be on the air here on the Cats Audio Network starting at 6.30 with Andy Fantuz and Bubba O'Neill presenting Tiger Cats pregame. RJ Broadhead, Luke Tasker have the call starting at 7.30. And of course, just like every game day, it gets started with Tiger Cats game day with Courtney Steven and Mike Daly all happening right here on the Tiger Cats Audio Network. Coming up on today's show, uh, we'll hear from Coach O. We'll hear from Dane Evans, who was named the starter going into tomorrow's game. Uh, I know that because I have the depth chart. We'll run through that in just a second. We'll also hear from Micah Johnson. And later on in the show, we'll be joined by Ticats Audio Network Analyst, the earlier mentioned Andy Fantuz will be stopping by. So looking forward to connecting with uh, Andy because it is, it's, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've uh, chatted with my friend Andy Fantuz. So uh, that's all coming up here on the Ticats Audio Network here, Ticats Today. Starting Monday, you can get your 50-50 tickets for the Labor Day game with a $50,000 guaranteed jackpot. Tickets go on sale Monday at 10 a.m. and take advantage of the early bird prize draw of $1,000 cash on Friday, September 2nd at 8 p.m. A $50,000 guaranteed this Labor Day. Hit TyCats5050.com. All right, the depth chart. I have it in my hand. Quite a few changes, quite a number of injuries the Ticats are dealing with right now, uh, including on the offensive line. Let's start there. At left tackle, getting the start is Travis Vorn call. At left guard, Brandon Revenberg. At center, Coulter Woodmansey. Kyle Saxlin gets the start at right guard. And Colin Kelly is the starting right tackle. As mentioned, Dane Evans, the starting quarterback for the Ticats. He'll be backed up by Matthew Schultz and Jalen Morton, who's back in the lineup, filling in for uh, Jamie Newman, who is injured with a neck injury right now. At running back, starting running back is Don Jackson. He'll be backed up by Sean Thomas Erlington. Felix Garangoche is the starting fullback. And at receiver, out wide, you have... Stephen Dunbar Jr. and Keandre Smith. And at the slot, you got Tim White, Pappy White, and Lamar Durant. On defense, Mason Bennett gets the start at D-end. Micah Johnson is at nose tackle. Dylan Wynn is the starting defensive tackle, but he's also a game-time decision. Julian Hauser is the D-end. At the linebacker spot, it's Kyle Wilson at the weak side. Jovan Santos Knox is the starting middle linebacker, and Cam Kelly is the starting uh, uh, the Sam side linebacker, excuse me. And in the secondary, Jamal Roll is back in the lineup. Cariel Brooks is at the half. Tunde Adelike is at free safety. Richard Leonard is at half. And making his Ticats debut, Rodney Randall Jr. at the cornerback. Uh, the kicker is Seth Small. The punter is Mike Damagala. Gordon White's handling the long snapping duties. And Pappy White is listed as the kick returner, punt returner. But my guess is we would likely see a Return by committee throughout the game, but uh, we'll keep our eye on that. That's how the Ticats will line up against the Argos tomorrow night. For more, let's hear from the head coach and president of football ops. Here is Orlando Steinauer. Really don't have any comment. Like, we're just, you know, at the end of the day, um, you don't ever know how things are going to unfold. So uh, all I can say is that we'll be ready to play tomorrow night. That's, you know, the hand that we're dealt is the hand we're dealt and uh, excited to uh with this opportunity, and that's just authentic. That's what it is. Yeah, like uh, we're 
we, you know, the week is what it is. So the reps are what they are. And I, like I said in the beginning of the week, there's a fine line between preparation and being fresh, and or as fresh as you can be. And but you still got to get some work in. So um, yeah, well, he'll be ready to go. It's it's the health of everybody. You know, sometimes it's you know some people are ready to go right away, and sometimes sometimes they're not. And so it's. You know, it's always a case by case. I know that's an old cliche that uh, you don't lose your starting position uh, to an injury. And then I'd say the majority of times that 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 is the case. So, um, you know, this is a unique situation. We feel like both quarterbacks can get it done. And that's the what we've really been accustomed to over the last few years here with with Jeremiah and with Dane. And so uh, I would expect both quarterbacks to play, but only one person can run out there and Dane will be ready to go. The, uh I, I just lied. You can run two out there now. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, the the facts are the facts, and that's what it is. And they're guys that we we counted on. But there's somebody else's opportunity to step up. And like again, the messaging is the same. Maybe people may want to hear something different, but why would you change your messaging when it's the same? You can't control the injuries, and so it's about the pipeline and the next person up. That's what you control. And so, yeah, I'm more disappointed for those athletes that work so hard to be a part of it. And then when they have season-ending things, that's unfortunate. Um, the bottom line is, is time waits for nobody. The next game is going to come up. So what a great opportunity for the people that are filling those shoes. Yeah, don't really get into the guessing game. <clears throat> They're definitely going to have wrinkles. Uh, they've changed a few things up. You know, uh, offensively, defensively, you know, you've got some, you know, you get a few wrinkles here and there, but, you know, whether those are for that specific team or that's the direction they're heading, you never know. So uh, don't really spend a bunch of time. You know, they are what they put on tape and just like we are, and uh, they'll be ready to play. So as far as what I expect, expect them to, you know, come out firing, excited, and uh, trying to get a win the same way we are. That is the head coach and president of football ops of the Ticats, Orlando Steinauer, as we spoke with him after practice today. We also spoke with Dane Evans, who is getting the start, his first start uh, since week nine against these very same Toronto Argonauts at BMO Fields. Uh, suffered an injury, a shoulder injury in that game. I uh, sat out, uh, was dressed, but uh, did not play last week. Uh, but he's back. He's starting, and he spoke with us after practice today. I'm feeling good. Um, yeah, I feel as healthy as I'm going to be. Um, feel confident in everything. I can run, throw, do anything I need to do. So I feel good. I think it's just like it just happens, right? I mean, I feel very fortunate that up until last year and even this year, I hadn't really ever had that. Like I had definitely played with like torn MCLs and meniscus, all that, um, but played through it. So I, I still feel very fortunate that I made it this far in my career and I've only had a couple, um, but I think it still makes me feel really honored and lucky to be out there every time I am because like, like you saw like one hit and you could not be out there, you know? And everybody knows that sounds so cliche, but I think once you're on the outside looking in and you're like, damn, I really want to be out there, but I can't, you know, I physically cannot. It makes you appreciate this game a lot more. Yeah, a little bit. It still sucks. Like, there's no way to, like, put it. Even um, when Roley was out last week, too, we, we kind of had a moment on the sideline uh, in practice, and we were just talking about it. And, yeah, I think having gone through it before definitely helped me, but it's still no part about it is fun when you can't go out there and help contribute on game day. Now, 
during the week and stuff, I was trying to do everything I could physically to get back, but also help Matt and help Jalen and help Jamie, help the receivers any way I can. But uh, yeah, it still still stinks when you can't play. You're 100% right. We we knew each other and worked out with each other just in workouts, right? So having been teammates this year and you know going to dinners together, being roommates on the road, like really getting to know him and his family and his story, who he is, where he's from. Um, it, our relationship, I think, is fantastic, man. I think Matt is a great guy. Um, he's obviously a fantastic football player. And like I said back then, I was super excited when we got him, and I'm still the same way about it. Um, he definitely does things that helps us win, and that's what you want, right? So um, I think anytime his number's called, he's going to do the exact right thing, and that's all you can ask for in a teammate. Yeah, we know this is a big game, um, so we're excited about it. We've been talking about it all week, and we're just ready to go play, man. Like, tired of talking about it, you know? So let's go. That is Dane Evans as he spoke after walkthrough today. And one more piece of sound to get to from that availability. We caught up with Micah Johnson after walkthrough. And just a reminder, full scrums available at tightcats.ca. But here's what Micah had to say going into this game against Toronto, and I asked him about uh, what he has thought about this Ticats-Argos rivalry uh, through the first two games so far. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, you really get to feel it, especially, you know, going to Toronto because you're so close, you know what I'm saying? So the proximity alone um, makes it intense. The fans make it even more intense. So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, honestly, bro, we, we, we working together, and... Um, you know what I'm saying? We got, we got a good vibe. You know, we are very fond of each other, and we all want each other to be successful, you know, especially, you know, inside. It's one of the things we talked about. So um, it's easy, you know what I'm saying, when you can be excited for him. We were all happy when he got his, and his was a long time coming. They were happy when I got mine the same way, and, you know, Dylan shows love too. So, man, we all in it together at the end of the day. And, um, you know, we pride ourselves, and we talk about it all the time, being the best interior in the league, and that's, you know, that's what we're trying to do. Um, 100%. I mean, he just makes the the game easier. Like, you want to ask, um, you know, how vital he is, ask Jovan, you know what I mean? I mean, you talk about a guy that could eat up double teams like it's nothing, play with great leverage. He still has a lot of pop. He's able to shed blocks, make plays. He's still one of the most powerful um, interiors. Um, you see the way he hits and guys go backwards. So, I mean, Teddy still, you know, brings everything to the table, you know what I mean? So, for um, us and Coach, um, you know, we talk about leaning on each other. We got a real good rotation, you know what I mean? So we just we just rotate and we believe in the talent. So I don't think it's really shocking to anybody, you know, um, what Teddy's doing. Obviously, you know, the age and, you know, football years, you know, you're 33, 34, you're dinosaur age. But, you know what I'm saying, I don't think it's not the 90s no more. It's not the 80s no more, man. Playing in your 30s ain't nothing. It's too much different things you can do for your body. So it's not it's not shocking what he's doing. It was just um, execution, and the, the most disappointing thing was it was a lack of execution at the most critical time in the game, and that's really what we can't have. And I think defensively we've had some moments like that and we've had some lulls like that where we've executed great, just untimely, you know, little mistakes and things that we do correct all the time in and out, and it's just – so happens on those last couple plays, um, you know, just execution-wise wasn't there. And I think that's the most disappointing thing. And, I mean, there's no excuse. You know, it's professional football. We get paid to execute when, when the money on the line. You know, obviously with, you know, Andrew Harris missing and different things like that, we're expecting to get some different things in the run game. So they'll have to have some playmaking from other places like that. But um, honestly, man, a lot, of, a lot of times, you know, especially in this league, you know, um, 
offenses they have their identities and it's real hard to kind of change who you are and it's real kind of it's hard to change your philosophy so uh, we know they have philosophies and things built in it's in the system that you know they'll try to stick true to but it's just going to come down to um, some more different playmakers and you know we're going to have to be on our toes because we know they're going to have to get some plays somewhere different. And that is Mike Johnson as he spoke after walkthrough today, uh, giving some love to uh, Big Teddy Laurent. Uh, he's put together a, a great couple of games uh, so far. That rotation, Dylan Wynn, Teddy Laurent, and Mike Johnson, they have been sharp as of late. All right, very pleased now to be joined by my friend Andy Fantuz. He's a Ticats Audio Network analyst. You can hear him on Tiger Cats pregame. He's also a uh, former pretty good Tiger Cat himself, a pretty good Tiger Cats receiver. And speaking of Andy, uh, let's talk about a CFL top performer of the week, and that would be Tim White. Uh, what have you seen from number 12 in these last two games specifically that, that really seems to, to be clicking? Well, I think he came in the season with very high expectations on himself and those around him, those in, inside the locker room that were watching him also with high expectations. And I think he started the season kind of up and down. And uh, he, he had a lot of, you know, a lot of opportunities that I think he'll want back that early in the season, that the 50-50 balls just not really on the same page as Dane on some of the throws and had opportunities to get really ma massive games early in the season. And um, so I think he kind of took that personally and got, gave him some motivation to, to really just dig in and, and really dial in at, at practice and work on his craft and, and make sure he's doing anything extra in the, in the film room, talking to the quarterbacks uh, to to make sure that the you know those opportunities wouldn't slip by again if they once they came up and and you kind of see the result of that on the field in the last two games. Well, put us in the head of a receiver. Like when when things aren't going well, are you are you in your own head? Are you thinking, okay, you know, is it something with my hands or you know, does the quarterback not trust me? Like I, I have to think there's there's a mental aspect of of getting over a, a, a funk. Uh, like we sort of saw. And again, that's not to say he wasn't great to start the year, but really the last two games he's figured on. So, I mean, mentally, what, what's, what goes on in your head when things aren't going well and when things are clicking? Yeah, you, you nailed it. I mean, the game is, I think it was Yogi Berra said, it's 90% like above the, or 90% above the, you know, above the, yeah. uh, above the neck. So um, at this level, everybody's an athlete, everybody's really good player. Uh, so it's, it's that, that mind that kind of separates you from the rest. And just like any injury, uh, a funk can really be more of a mental hurdle than any kind of physical hurdle. Uh, to get back to where you want to be. So, um, yeah, you, you, you know, you can train hard, you can work on the skills, but it's really, it's really, uh, you don't want to let your mind be your own worst enemy, be yourself, be your own worst enemy. So I often tell, you know, I, what advice I got when I was a rookie in this league, uh, and I tell all my uh, teammates and my kids I train since then is, is like, let your athleticism take over. So when you're in practice, just, just, Go at go as hard as you can at the ball, and not not let your mind give yourself a you know a chance to say, oh, this ball's in the air a long time. Is it going to be tipped? Is the defense going to be on my back? Is there going to be you know what's going to happen? It's just you see the ball, just go get it full speed. Let your training, you let your athleticism take over, and you make a couple nice. Once you make a couple really nice catches, and and uh, you get that feeling back that you're like, okay, I got it back, and. And then you can kind of build on that. So really rip, rip down the foundation of your, you know, 
you're a pro, you're a great athlete. And, uh, and then, and then after that advice, then I would just say all the things I mentioned about making sure like in the film room and the, in the relationships you have with the people around you that, you know, you can count on each other and, and they know that, you know, what they're expecting. Like when I'm saying you, what they're expecting being the quarterback. Yeah. Speaking of the quarterbacks, Dane Evans getting the start. He's back. Uh, he was dressed last week. We didn't see him in the action. He'd missed the game before. Uh, this seems like one of those situations where if you're Dane Evans, you're kind of, you were waiting for this moment, right? It's a, it's a, it's, it's a must win game. I would say, I, and I, nobody around the stadium would admit that publicly, uh, but it's a must win game. When you look at where the standings are, where you look at where the Argos, the head to head, I think, and, and you're getting your quarterback Dane Evans going in. This seems like a great moment for Dane Evans to really remind people why the Ticats chose him moving forward with their team. Yeah, it, it is. You're right. He, you know, he battle, he's battling some injury and I hope he's, he's completely healthy. Um, and I assume he is if he's playing or at least, you know, as healthy as you can be midway through the season. So Matthew Schultz came in and did an excellent job. I, I was really impressed with him all, all season long when he was spelling, you know, coming in for certain periods of the game, but also when he got to start uh, the starts the last two games. So I think, I think that, um, but Dane is the guy, you know, Dane is the guy he's, he's the leader of the team and that's not even up for debate. So if he's healthy, he's the guy you go with. And, uh, and talking about the Argos, you know, this is the third of the four games they're going to play against them. The season's split right now. So um, really, if you can win this one, when you win this one and then come back for Labor Day, and get that crowd behind you. And if you go three and one against the Argos, that's that's really what the Ticats need at this point in the year with the way things have been going. Yeah. And I mean, when you talk about Dane and, and his performance last year coming in uh, in the East final, that one still stands out. And you know, he got hurt back in Toronto. So, you know, he's going to be a little extra motivated. You mentioned this being the third time they've seen each other. I'm not I'm sure you've seen guys a lot in one season, not in a stretch as tight as this. But by the third time you see an opponent, there's already some some ill feelings, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I, I saw the schedule when it came out. I'm thinking, Oh, geez, I, I, I don't know what to think of it. I mean, I don't know if they, you know, the hype of Labor Day will be the same as it normally is because it's fourth game in five weeks or, or if at that point there'll be so many uh, personal fouls for garbage after the whistle, both verbally and physically or, or what's going to happen. Um, thankfully the first two games weren't too bad and they were fairly clean, even, even as far as turnovers are considered. Uh, so, uh, I expect it to be a huge matchup. I mean, Toronto's coming off a, a, a devastating loss equal to, uh, Tr uh, Hamilton's loss last week. So, uh, this is, you know, it's a dog fight in the East right now. And, and Toronto knows just how, how important it is just as much as this. So it's kind of get back to your question, uh, you know, you, you, there's going to be those inner battles that you might, you and I might not even see from watching the game, but between the, you know, the offensive guard and the defensive tackle, um, between the, you know, the receiver and the DB, uh, between the special teams coordinators, like these are between the, you know, people on special teams, especially you get yeah. matched up to the same guy, you know, 
what worked the first game might not have worked the second game. So what do you do in the third game? Uh, what kind of tricks and techniques are you working on? And um, so it, it, it's certainly intriguing and, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. How much film did you watch as a player uh, of, of other teams taking penalties? Like how did, did you, were you able to, did you study what set guys off or is that something that you just kind of pick up as the game goes along or you, you try to try to nitpick at? Um, wow. I think uh, watching film, I think you'd probably see more of that from like a TV copy when you're, <laughs> when you get the replays going and the close-ups and of, of the penalties themselves. Um, when, when I'm watching film, I'm more looking at concepts, defensive concepts. As a receiver, I was looking yeah. at, you know, concepts and contours, uh, how defense flowed and, and what they were looking to do and, and how, you know, how to beat that. And then also I would, you know, more specifically study uh, man-to-man techniques um, or different techniques of DBs uh, as soon as, you know, pre-snap, post-snap, on breaks, uh, all the different breaks. So, uh, I don't know if I would say I was watching penalties too much. (laughs) All right. All right. You you weren't trying to figure out what made guys tick. All right. Good to know. Good to know that, uh, that's, that's not what they're doing. All right. Uh, Andy, I really appreciate you doing this, man. It's great to see you. And, uh, I like I told you, I will see you at the Labor Day classic next week. Have a great call tomorrow. Thank you. Thanks Louie. Good to see you too. My thanks to Andy Fantuz for joining me today. And my thanks to you as well, because, you know, we couldn't do the show without your support, so we appreciate it. Ticats fans, it's time to ride on our strength from now until October 13th. Purchase four eligible Hercules passenger or light truck tires to receive a $100 Ticats rewards card and be entered to win our road trip sweepstakes available at participating Active Green and Ross Ontario locations or visit HerculesTires.com slash AGR rewards. All right, that'll do it for us today. That'll do it for us this week. That being Ticats today. Uh, game day coverage tomorrow. We're back on Monday. I uh, hope you'll join us then as we get set for the Labor Day Classic, uh, which is one week from Monday. Which one will be back. Talk to you then. From all of us here at the Ticats Audio Network, I'm Louis Butko. Hope you have a great day. Ticats today can be heard every weekday, and we would like to hear from you. Email us at gamedayatticats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gamedayatticats.ca. Subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.